Welcome to HQAF Radio. I'm Alana. And I'm Carrie. And, and we're, we're related. related. Well, I have a very special guest for you guys today. I have my brother Carrie, my youngest brother Carrie. Welcome, welcome. Thank Carrie. you so very much for having me. It's an absolute honor. I really never thought I would make it this point in my life. Really? Had you heard of our radio show before this exact moment? Of course I've heard of this radio show. Everyone knows this radio show, man. <laughs> Would you recommend it to friends and family? I don't have any friends. <laughs> oh, so well, there you go. <laughs> doesn't quite work for me, personally. Yeah, Carrie um, is hysterical, as you can see. We're going to get a little more into that a little bit later on. And he has been super sweet with me lately. I actually sprained my ankle Earlier this week, actually right after I recorded a radio show episode with Francis and he was walking me to my car, I sprained my ankle. <laughs> and so Thursday was um, a very interesting day and Carrie actually took care of me the entire day and it was really super sweet. He took me to the ER because I thought maybe I had fractured something and he was just really nice and like gave me pillows and like water and stuff and he's just a super sweet guy. And um, you know, but of course because we are related, we didn't always uh, get along when we were kids, but I mean, I feel like we're good now, right, Carrie? I mean, how would you describe our relationship as adults now? Well, our relationship's really on and off again. She never really tells me how she feels, so I just sometimes just... <laughs> nah, we're, we're good. We, we get along. We but we didn't used to get along, right? Like... Not exceptionally well, no. Yeah. We... So we're five years apart, right? I don't know how old you are, honestly. What are you, 27? Oh, oh my god. So this was a thing that Francis is like, oh yeah, how old is Karen? I'm like, he's like 20. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so like, serious. I don't know. And he goes, well, what year was he born? I'm like, like I fucking know. And he yeah, goes, what are you, are you 92? I'm 91. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I, so I can't wait for Francis to hear this because he's like, I can't believe you don't know how old your siblings are. I'm like, look, I have one oh, extra fuck, sibling because he's one of three and then I'm one of four. I'm like, look, man. <laughs> I don't have it as easy as you do. Like, I don't have just two people. I have three people to keep track of. Um, so good. That was one of, actually, when we were talking about this episode, I said, well, Francis, give me questions to ask Harry. And he said, oh, ask him how old he is. <laughs> like, so everyone good, will finally know what the truth good is. Good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to get a little bit more into, um, you know, Carrie and our relationship and some, like, fun stories in just a moment. So something that's really cool about Carrie um, that just came to light recently for me, um, and Carrie's going to give us some more background information about it, is that my brother Carrie is a rapper. His rapper name is KT Hakizimo. Look him up on the Google machine. Hey girl, SoundCloud. I forget the username, <laughs> but um, it's really cool. He has one single out right now, um, in progress of a second one. I think they're still working on like editing it, putting it all together. But yeah, Carrie, can you tell us a little bit more about what inspired your rapper career? Uh, what I'll start with is, um, <clears throat> if you look up KT Akismo, you won't find anything. Um, I'm under the group Goons22. And we have one song on there with only one other member that's on that particular song. And there's various other songs that they have on that group page. One of which I'm in. Which one is that? What is the title of the song you were featured in? It's called uh, Gomo. G-O-M-O. And that one is some hot fire, certainly. Um, what is the song about? Um, the theme is like Japanese shit. 
<laughs> our inspiration comes from a game, a 64 game called Gomon's Adventure. <clears throat> um, Nintendo 64. Yeah. Uh, when you say 64, not mm-hmm. like 1964. No, not 1964. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that is a particularly fond game of ours from when we were kids because that was a game if i recall correctly and you can tell me um that's a game that didn't have a save feature or and or we didn't realize there was a save feature till like years later so the whole thing was we would try and progress and beat that game without turning off the N64, but then mom, like, we'd go to school, and then they, maybe she'd knock something or whatever, and it would, like, mess up the game, and we'd have to start all over again. Is that correct, that it didn't have a save feature, or am I misremembering All it? those games have save features. You had to have, like, a little pack that you'd put in the controller in order to save, and we oh. didn't own one of those, <laughs> so we would never save anything unless there was a built-in function for it. Got it, okay. So you needed, like, a save pack... And right, we would just the game not pack thing. Do that because we're dumb. How long did it take us to beat that game? I don't think we ever did. Oh well, there you go. Although that song, I should say that it's not actually about um, the woes of trying to beat that game, but it's just like there's some references to the game. There's some references to the game, but it's just about like Japanese culture, like anime references, video game references in general. And so, did you always see yourself becoming a rapper? Or, like, no. what kind of... It, what inspired it? So, these guys, Goon22 existed for a while. They have a couple of singles or had a they couple of singles. They have quite a few. They actually... They have, an, they have an EP. And they have various other singles that they've released. Um, and they've done some individual stuff as well. Uh, so, I, I was their number one fan before I joined. You know, I love those guys. I thought they were so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, it, it seemed like fun. I was, I was really... I was really interested in it, and I liked what they were doing, and I loved it. So one day I was just hanging out with um, a buddy of ours, and I was just like, man, I want to see if I can write something. So I was just listening to a beat on YouTube, and then I just started just writing something. I was like, man, this is kind of heat. I feel like maybe I can do this. So then I hit up one of the guys in the group, and I was like, yo, I want to try and make a song. Are you down to do that with me? And he's like, sure. So then I made it secretly, and then I wanted to just show the other people in the group to see what they would think. And they thought it was fire, and then they let me in. So did you write all the lyrics to the song, or just, like, part of the lyrics? Or did your friend um, just make the beat, or did you pretty much lead the way on the beat and the lyrics? Like, where... Was it a full 50-50 collaboration, this song, or...? So I was working with Tree, who was another guy that's in the group. And he came up with the beat and his lyrics, and I came up with my lyrics. Okay. Uh... Yeah, so when we started it, he had a bunch of beats on his system that he works with. And uh, we just went through the beats, and we just chose that one. And then we just wrote our own stuff, and then we just hopped on it, and we killed it. And uh, do you have any other singles coming out that people might, you know, look out for that will be featuring Casey Hakizimo? Yeah, we have another one working right now. It's it's Donkey Kong-themed, Donkey Kong 64. Nice. And we're and working on that one. What What's the title? Or do you not want to say until... We don't have a title yet. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, we're we're a little bit earlier on in the process. Okay. Do you see yourself um, doing a, a bunch more singles? Or was this just kind of like a fun little side, you know, two-song project? Or are you like fully part of the, the Goons 22 squad? Like, tell us, tell us more about the status of the band. Oh, uh, well... I'm not sure I would call us a band because none of us really use instruments per se. 
Um, we're certainly a rap group. I would say that I am fully in the group to answer one part of your question. Um, and I didn't really come into it thinking this will be fun. I'm going to do two songs and then I'll be out. You know, I was like, I want to just do this song. That'll be fun. And then I was like, now I want to do a song with everyone. That'll be fun. And I'm just kind of thinking about it, uh, time, you know, from time to time. I'm not really, uh, you're just in the moment, but not necessarily saying like, oh yeah. And when we go to the Grammys, like I'm going to wear this outfit and you guys are going to wear this and we'll be this whole coordinated. No, it's just, it's just really fun working with, working with the guys in the group. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I do it. It's just fun. And um, is there availability for me to join the group? Uh, I don't know. We'd have to run past the guys, I suppose. Would they be opposed to it? I haven't asked, so I really, I really couldn't tell you what their inclination would be. I mean, you know I used to rap in college, right? I do remember. Yeah, too white for life. Yeah. Two, number two, white. Number four, life. <laughs> yeah, I was... Um, I had a lot of friends in college, as you can tell. It was very popular. <laughs> <laughs> so you think maybe, like... They be down or because you don't, don't have think... any currently you don't have any women in your group is that correct are you assuming our genders i don't well i don't know if this is a guy specific group backstreet boys couldn't be backstreet boys if there was a girl in it right like i don't know if goons 22 is like goons male specifically like there's goons female and goons male i don't know i don't even know what a goon is but like i've been told about it so if we wanted to throw in someone who was a woman we wouldn't have a problem with that but awesome. we would have to want to do that. So you're saying there's a possibility? Distinctly. Good. So, as I mentioned earlier, we are one of four. So, um, I'm the only girl. And then Carrie is one of three boys. So, my first question, probably the most important question on everyone's mind, is who is your favorite sibling? Uh, that's none of your business. What? <laughs> I don't think I've thought about it. You haven't thought about it in the... Wait, how old are you? How how old did we decide you were? How old are you? Uh, wait, are you, you're 21. 22. Fuck. Okay, so in your 22 years of existence of yeah. having three siblings, you're telling me you've never thought about who your favorite sibling is. I wouldn't say that I have a favorite sibling. Um, Sean is my team member, and he's... I mean, you all of you are my siblings, but he's also my friend, whereas I don't think that we're really... Because we don't really, like, hang out like that. Because he's in my friend group. Right. Well, because... And I guess to give some background, too, Sean is the closest in age to Carrie uh, as in compared to... Or compared to Patrick and I. Like, Patrick and I are 14 months apart. And then I think there's a two-year difference between Patrick and Sean, maybe? Uh, Yeah, Carrie's just as confused. I have no idea. And then Sean and Carrie, I think, are also, like, 14 or 15 months apart. You guys are, like, just... A year it's apart, a year basically. Half, yeah. um, so when he says team member, well, my our, our mom used to when we were growing up. She used to call me and Patrick team number one, and then Carrie and Sean team number two, uh, because there were just so many of us. It was just easier to refer to us in groups. That was the fastest way. Also, she used to call us. Do you remember this? She used to call us by our number. Like I would be number one. She's like number four. God yeah. damn it! Like instead of remembering Carrie's name, she would call him by our birth order. <laughs> so we were numbers. <laughs> So if you had any, if you wanted to have any inkling or insight into what growing up with four siblings would be like, our mom literally reduced us to our birth order number <laughs> as our name. But, um, okay, so you don't have a favorite sibling, but you're the closest, you would say, then to Sean. 
Um, which is a respectful answer, right? You love your siblings all in different ways because they're all different. Certainly. Um, are you happy that you have two brothers and one sister versus all girls? Like, yes, how do you? What the fuck? <laughs> um, so you is don't that a wonder. Dog? Well, so you never wonder like what it would be like no, to have I've all. Never fucking wondered that. <laughs> You've never wanted that. I've never wondered that. Wondered. Never wondered. Well, but would you ever want that reality? No. Okay. It's not, yeah. No. I'm Just good. to confirm. Because, you know, it's, like, kind of crazy, though. Because, you know, there are people who have a bunch of kids, to I guess, to give you some background, when I tell people I'm the only girl in a family of four, people assume, and, and so people assume, oh, are you the youngest? Because, I don't know if you know this, or if you know anyone who's in a family like this, but people will try and have the, like, they want to have a girl and a boy, Right. But then you have two girls, and you're like, okay, I'm going to try for a third, and then you have another girl, and then you're like, I want to try uh, for the boy, and so then they go, like, they're trying to have that yeah, other gender. Yeah, the opposite. They yeah, and so, like, a lot of families, like, I know at least two families where, uh, like, my friend's boyfriend is one of four, and they're all boys, and she literally had four kids because she really wanted to have a girl. It didn't work out. Or my other friend, who's one of five girls, they tried for the boy five times. Um, but isn't that just, like, wild? Can you imagine having children to have a gender? Like, at that point, just stop. <laughs> um, right? I guess they really want the experience more than they want money. Exactly. And I guess that's a point for, t- to me, well, one, I guess, have you ever run into that conversation? Or have you ever known anyone who's in a family of several children? And it's like, oh, they really wanted, like that gender or no that's not well i assume that was the case with the red family at st rita's who were childhood friends of ours who have five boys and no (gasps) girls oh yeah i assume that's what they were doing right and it didn't quite work out as it would appear yeah i think it's wild to me um and i kind of like that i mean not that there's anything wrong with doing that like to each their own like you do you boo every day of the week but um I think it shows how truly <laughs> our parents did not, like, plan any of us. It was like, you know, oh, they didn't have four kids because they were trying for a gender. It's just, like, they didn't really plan <laughs> children out. Like, we all just happened. Well, I assume that they were planning for a gender when... So you were born by accident. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, we want a boy. So they planned for Patrick. And then the next two are mistakes. Just like you. So there's yeah. only one person who is actually... Planned. Deliberate. Which mom, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, you know how mom always goes, and look how he turned out. <laughs> so like, and Patrick was the bland one, and look how he turned out. Which, Patrick turned out fine, I think. I think we all, all turned out fine. All things considered, certainly. Right? I think we all turned out pretty good. Uh, all things considered, wouldn't you say, Carrie? Sure. As, like, adults? Yeah. Yeah, we won't even talk about Sean. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's my man's, yeah. True. Um, he's my man's, too. He lives in New York, so we don't get to see him as often. But if you're out there, Sean, wherever you are, New York. <laughs> New York, you know where it is. I, wherever you are. I hope you're listening and you know that, um, yeah, bye. So I got married about nine months ago, eight months ago. I should probably know, but I don't. Um, and I, so I didn't move out till I got married and yes, I was 27 years old when I moved out, but Hey girl, when you live with that no bills life and you can never go back to that period Mm -hmm. again, you just want to live it as long as humanly possible. And I don't regret a thing. 
Um, but I wanted to ask you, Carrie, how has it been since I moved out? Any changes? Any noticeable anything? Um, I'd say the only difference is um, I do the dishes on my own uh, because Patrick isn't helpful. <laughs> so I usurped all the I usurped all the responsibility. Um, and I'd say uh, not having to worry about you sleeping in dad's room is nice. <laughs> but I'd say those are the only noticeable differences. Yeah. Uh, so for context, my dad, well, I used to live in the garage house, which was this, we had a garage and my dad made it into his office and then I moved in, um, like when I started college and it's a great little space. It's nice, you know, a 300 square foot place, but it's not very well insulated. So in the winter it would get really cold. And then my dad, when he would sleep over at his girlfriend's house and I would sleep in his bed cause I'm like, Oh cool. I can be in a heated environment. <laughs> like that would be great. But then yeah, Carrie would have his friends over and that would be a cause for conflict at times. Um, also in reference to the dishes, we used to have a calendar where every day would be a different sibling. Like it would be just scheduled, whatever it was, you know, our initials. Um, but now you're just doing the dishes all the time. So that's the only difference <laughs> that I can see. <laughs> And um, what would you say is your favorite memory of me from when we did live together or post living together? Just what's your favorite memory of me? Um, I'm not sure whether or not this is my favorite, but it's the one that comes to mind. Uh, it's really funny. Yeah. Um, so we go to the beach every year. I think you were still living with us. And we had a particular individual come to the beach with us. And that individual wasn't the subject of much praise and we didn't have a great time in this we didn't like him presence. <laughs> yeah um so you know you can't talk shit on that person because they're there yeah so alana and i went to the beach and it was just her and i and no one else had accompanied us yet so we spent the 20 or so minutes that it was just us at the beach talking shit on this individual and it was really funny um yeah that was really funny we were just talking <laughs> shit on him the whole time and then he eventually came down and it was yeah, it was it was uh it was a good time. I love that your favorite memory of us is just like <laughs> shitting all over. We can say his name. He'll never listen to this. Jeremy. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy, but boy, you got to like fix your life a little bit, okay? Come on. Um, yeah, that was pretty hysterical. Uh, I'd say probably my favorite memory of you is when I don't know if you remember this cuz you were quite little. Um, and it's just my favorite memory because, so my favorite memory is also sort of traumatic, <laughs> such as our childhood. Don't worry, it's not anything like scary. But do you remember when we climbed on our neighbor's like RV and then he started driving it with us on top of it? I thought that was. You, you might have been really young, like you I were. Mean, I've heard the story, but I thought it yeah. was like a FedEx truck. No, it was our neighbor's truck. Like our next door neighbor used to have this big RV that yeah. he used to drive around, or just remember. a big. No, it was an RV. And we were, you know, we're young kids, like Carrie's like five or six and we climb on top of it just to like play or whatever. And the guy was leaving to go to work. I think it was summertime. So we were out of school. So he left to go to work and we were on top of it. He didn't realize that we had gotten on top. And I remember Sean just like elegantly. So Patrick didn't get on. He's just standing there. Um, I think he told our mom, I don't know, or maybe mom just ran out. He wasn't on the truck. He wasn't into it. Sean like gracefully jumps off before the car starts moving. So it's just me and Carrie and I am like screaming my head off. So scared. And, um, Carrie is up on top of the RV 
just like a six-year-old boy. I'm like screaming. I'm crying. I'm thinking I'm going to die on this RV. And Carrie's just like standing there being so cute. Um, Just like kind of unaware of the situation. And it probably seems like a really weird memory to be your favorite. But I don't know. I just thought it was like really endearing how, um, you know, innocent and cute he was. I don't know. Okay, so Carrie, now comes the part where I ask the serious questions. I hope you're ready. I am indeed. What is your favorite quality about me? I hate you. Good start. So, (laughs) let's expand upon that. (laughs) Am I here to um, inflate your vanity? No, I'm just asking you what your favorite (laughs) quality... I mean, we've lived together... Wait, how old are you again? 21, 2. There you go. 22. We've lived together for 22 years. Okay. You must have some... Do you want me to start? And then you can... No, I'll start. Okay. Favorite quality about you. I mean, if you want me to start and then, like, take that time to think about it, we can do that. Um, I think I I admire your industriousness, your, uh, your conscientiousness. In what regard, like, put into con... What do I do specifically that you're like, man, that's cool. Conscientiousness, uh, industriousness, uh, hard worker, basically. Um, you know, you, you do what you gotta do so you can do what you want to do. Oh, so you admire that about me as a person? I do. Oh, well, something I admire about you is your inability to quit. (laughs) (laughs) Which sometimes is annoying because, you know, if I ask you something or if someone asks you something, you say no. You really mean it. <laughs> you will stand I've by it. I've shifted my position sometimes under strong scrutiny, like for the yeah. hair style for your wedding. True. Yeah. Um, but I think it's very admirable. Like, I think it's um, awesome that you can stand by your guns and you're like, no, this is where I stand. This is who I am. One particular memory uh, stands out to me. Do you remember when we lost power in the middle of winter (laughs) because of the transformer uh so what happened was it was freezing cold it was like the end of february when um one of our power lines caught fire exploded and so we didn't have power for what was it three four days right yeah something like that um and everyone abandoned the house like patrick stayed in a hotel i mean i you know stayed in my apartment mom lived in her own apartment and then Patrick well Patrick yeah stayed at a hotel dad was at dad, dad was at Amanda's but you were the lone person standing can Building you tell fires us fires and shit uh, and, and you were like committed because mom said to Patrick oh like you should ask Harry if he wants to stay and I think you were just like nah man I'm, I'm staying like yeah. kind of what was your thinking behind that and how was your experience um, well, I didn't have anywhere else to stay. I could have figured it out if I wanted to pay money to sleep elsewhere or asked a buddy. Um, so there were some options, um, less fiscally sound. Um, so the first night, um, it was pretty cold. I remember that I, I had the situation squared away where, you know, I was warm enough that I went to bed when I woke up, I was cold. Um, and I remember Patrick had quite a bit of grievances about that evening. So he gave up after the first night. Um, but I have this mentality where when I decide that I want to challenge myself in a certain regard that I I become quite strong in reaching that outcome. This was an example of that where 
I was like, I bet I could stay here and be okay. So I decided to do that. Like, uh, you know, if I'm running and I'm like, you know what, I want to get to this point. And I'm like, you know, I shouldn't have decided on this point. This is really far. I'm like, well, I said I was going to go there, so I'm just going to go there. Um, you know, things of that nature. Like, uh, I'll see a bus when I'm riding my bike and I'll say, uh, you know, I bet I could beat that bus to here. And then I start biking like a maniac really hard. Um, so that's just a, a character trait that I have. So when I decide, it's like, you know, I want to see if I can do this. And then I'll really just do whatever I can to make it successful. Um, you know, bundle And up. you won't quit. Like, you'll keep at it until um, well, it's done. Well, with regard, you know, there are some things that, you know, unstoppable force meets an immovable object. It proves that I'm not unstoppable. Like, when I was racing the bus, I actually hit a guy with my bike. Because I, ah! I was being so negligent. Oh, God. Um, he was all right, though. Okay. Um, That's good. Yeah, I still see him walking around, so he's... he's <laughs> so <right>. he lived. <laughs> Mis- Mr. Pardon is his name. Oh, okay. Um, nice He pardoned name. me in this, uh, in this instance. Yeah. What uh, was the hardest part about staying in the house? Also, do you remember how many days? Like, was it three or four I days? I it was three. Yeah. Um... Because I remember... So the first day I went out, and then... And you had school. It was two nights and right? three days, I think. Cause oh, okay. It went out, and then we went to sleep. Patrick ditched. I was there, and then um, I think that night I slept by the fire. You started a fire? Oh, I didn't know I started about a this. fire and slept by the fire, yeah. <gasps> I, I, I was studying by firelight. Oh my god, like my, in olden times. For my Spanish times. test the next day. Yeah. I didn't have any computer, so I couldn't do the online homework, but I right. studied for the test. Nice. Um, and then that, it was either that morning or then... I think it was that morning. I was leaving for school right around nine fifteen. It came on right as I was stepping out the door. Yeah. So that was the time. And then I notified all the um, abortionees that it was that it was um back. that it was back online. Yeah. Um, and then with the water also because we didn't have the heating pump. Like, did you take showers during that time? No. I guess not. I mean, I couldn't it... afford to take a shower even if it was online because it would have been freezing. I would. <gasps> oh yeah, and you couldn't blow dry your hair or like do anything to really. Yeah, God, I'd probably so gotten sick if I did that. Yeah. Um, and I think mom said that it was colder in the house than it was outside because something about. Yeah, I think it just traps in the coldest heat, like being yeah. in an attic where it's always hotter when it's hot and it's always colder when it's cold. Yeah. It was a pretty crazy yeah. time, but yeah, Carrie, I think you specifically texted mom, like when mom was saying, oh, why don't you just stay with, you know, your friend, or why don't you just do this, and you're like, nah, man, this is, I'm the last man standing, I gotta yeah. man the ship. Gotta hold down the fort. Yeah, I gotta hold down the fort, so I thought that was a pretty cool time. So for those of you who don't know, which you don't know because this is the first time Carrie's been on our show, um, in addition to a prosperous rapping career, Carrie has also had a prosperous acting career. Um, he has done multiple shows. He's been in the theater, both in high school and in college, and done shows. I'm trying to think of words. I'm not actually in like the theater world, world but like he would know um, better than I, but... You want to tell the audience a little bit more about your experience and your passion? What kind of drew you to acting initially and um, how it's been going so far? Um, how it's progressed? Nothing really drew me to it in the beginning. I was kind of just coaxed into it by the begging of my uh, friend, William Herbert Westray IV, uh, a dear friend of mine and a very good actor. Um, I had looked for my niche 
in high school in the form of sports for quite a while before I found theater. So my freshman year of high school, I did football. was very good at that. Um, of course, uh, when I was looking at these sports, I didn't really enjoy the sports as much as I was looking for a good workout. So football was pretty sad in terms of their workouts. And then I did wrestling sophomore year. Those workouts were pretty good. Um, I, w- I had a relatively good um, inclination to what to do for wrestling, but um, ultimately didn't do very much with it. And then cross-country running uh, was probably the best one and my favorite in terms of the people and the workouts and such. So then right after that ended, um, I was in, this is probably the most I'm going to speak because I have a whole story. Um, so enjoy it. I was in class with Will, um, the man who shares half the praise for my doing theater. Uh, I was expressing to him I was happy to get back in the gym after running so much. And he was like, yo, you should come out for the show. It's the last time you can audition, this, this, that. Um, I expressed to him that I wasn't terribly interested because, you know, I was ready to get back in the gym. I didn't want another uh, thing. But he was like, you can just audition. Even if you get it, you don't have to do it. Just audition. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll audition. So I auditioned. I wasn't that great, obviously. And then I remember at the end, they stood us in a line. They said, if you would take a lead role, step forward. If you would take a supporting role, step forward. If you would take a role with no lines, step forward. And all those I stepped forward, except for a role with no lines. I wasn't interested. And I ended up getting a role with no lines. Um, so that was my crossroads. I was thinking, you know, I'm going to quit. And then the other gentleman who deserves half the praise for me staying in theater is Jacob Andrew Bucks. Um, I was talking to him about that, how I was going to quit how I was interested in having a role with no lines and he convinced me to stay in the show after I got in um, by saying uh, by saying that um, you know when you get a cameo role since you're not in the script you can make up whatever you want about your character your character can be anything and that excited me so I went home that day and I made up my entire backstory um, and I was excited to be in the show and because I stayed in someone ended up quitting and I actually got their role so then I actually had lines so because I stayed in I didn't quit I actually got to have lines in that show so that was fortunate so Jacob Andrew and Will Westray are to um, share the praise or the blame for my acting Um, and that's how I started Uh, I went on to do uh, was it two more shows yeah, Monty yes. Python, Great Gatsby. Was there another one? Those are the two uh, I remember. Yeah, the first one that I did was the show that I was describing in my story was Rebel Without a Cause. So I did Rebel Without a Cause that fall, and then in the spring I got the lead in, in Spamalot as King Arthur. I had never sang before, so that was another new thing. So I learned how to act, and then they gave me the lead role as a singing part, and I learned how to sing, and those were both very new things for me. Um something I'd like to say to the very few people listening is you know if you don't think you can sing my understanding is that the vast majority of people can sing they just don't know how I think like 5% of people are absolutely tone deaf and are completely useless but I think anyone can as long as they learn how uh, so Rebel Without a Cause was fall then I did Spam on in the spring and then the next fall I did uh, The Great Gatsby and then I did... Oh, didn't you do Once Upon a Mattress? Like, this oh, summer? Oh, yeah, that, was, that yeah. was those 
That little that the... summer, like, oh, I forget, yeah. Signature at, Theater no, thing. No, that, that was at Encore so oh, okay. Studio. Yeah. I did that the summer in between. Mm-hmm. Great Gatsby in the fall. And then I did the show at Signature Theater, Veni Vidi Vici, which was with uh, Signature Theater and was the the highlight of my acting career. Um, working with those people was the most transformative work that I did in terms of acting. I think I grew as a person and as an actor the most doing that, you know, learning to confront my emotions and work with them and not to suppress them as I had learned earlier in my life. So I that's when I started to unwind the barriers holding back my humanity, if you will. Um, yeah, so I did that. I think that was... I did a couple other shows in between. I did Winnie the Pooh at Wakefield. I also did um, Aeroplane Over the Sea, uh, directed by Sean Ballack, a good buddy of mine. So I did a few, but I didn't have too much of a career. I haven't done a show since, but I'm planning on getting back into it if I can. So that's my acting story. Um, and Spamala in particular, I found um, really cool because so Carrie was the lead and then the two secondary leads or the two other leads were the kids that we had all grown up with or Carrie had grown up with, um, which was just like a really cool, you know, to see all three of the, the well, goons. More than that. Um, you know, if I were the director of that show, I would have cast it the way that it was cast. It was all my best friends as all the main characters. Yeah. Um, Which was awesome. Like that, names, it doesn't but, always happen that way. No, you know? certainly not. But yeah. we were just thankfully all cast together, and we were really just we had grown up on that movie, so we knew all the lines. We were yeah. we were just having a good time in rehearsal, just uh, cutting up. Yeah, it was a really good show. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, although I can't believe you're glossing over your first true acting experience, Carrie. In my movie, the stupid, <laughs> the proud, and the jawbreaker. Hello. Yikes. Yeah, well, we saw this chicken in black. Yeah, um, it was um. Number one line. You know, I went through various phases as a young child. Um, one of them was filmmaking, uh, which I did with Ryan and Josh, who were my best friends growing up, and uh, Ryan had. A Mac, which had movie at what's the I like movie. iMovie? There we go, like the Mac iMovie thing on it, and we decided to shoot a movie. Uh, I wrote it. Um, I forget who filmed it. Um, Josh was I think the. We all took turns. Uh, filming it. True. Uh, we used my dad's equipment because you guys know my dad's in videography. Um, Josh was, you know, the main actor. He was the main character. Um, the character was literally based off of him. I think we even called him Josh because we were just like, this is just going to be easier. Um, and then Carrie was like, like six or something. I mean, you were young. You were like seven. And we were like, oh, we're going to have this scene, which actually looking back, it was kind of cute. It was the scene where, um, Josh and Ryan, I don't know why the setting was like, oh, these kids are gangsters. Like, I remember the story very well if you need some help i mean i recorded it on my phone when we were watching it at the beach uh this past beach trip yeah um, why were they all gangsters 
I, why were we gangsters? You cast us that way. It, it, yeah, no, I mean, what like... What was our purpose? Like, I don't know. Show? Like, Ryan was two by four. Why? <laughs> and we then Josh... We don't get to know. We have to see the yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know why I decided, like, oh, this is, like, they're growing up in the land of gangsters, and, like, he's two by four. I think yeah. Ryan wore, wore, like, a bandana, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I have no idea why. Um, but I cast the three youngest kids of our, like, kid group that we grew up with as, like, the gangsters, which, honestly, there was a comical sense. It was supposed to be a comedy. Um, and it is funny because it's just real Not because it's intentionally funny. It's just really bad funny. Um, but it is trying to be funny. And I cast all the youngest kids as, like, this group of gangsters, which my joke was, like, look at these little, you know, shrimps that are the gangsters. And I gave Carrie a line. I think it was one line. It's, we saw this chicken in black. Or, no, we saw no, this, this chick, chick in, in black. black take off with the like jawbreak or the whole thing was like about this kid remember it and yeah ryan hold it on a piece of paper (laughs) so so that that it couldn't be seen by the scenes that i could read it yeah i still couldn't read it yeah we had so many outtakes of me just knocking me over those were most of the bloopers and yes we have chicken like 50 times it was hysterical but also kind of hard because I think we shot it like pseudo in the winter. It was pretty cold and we had them like in yeah, their little like hoodies. And so, because we didn't want them in their jackets, like they had to show the hoodies and like, oh yeah, we're gangsters, but we're also like five. What? I, I don't even know the thinking behind that. Um, but yeah, Carrie could not <laughs> read the line. That's so sad. Um, but yeah, that that was truly your first acting experience, Carrie. I'm yeah, so sad that you're not. There. Yeah. And it only got worse. Yeah. It was uh, good times all around. Any uh, questions for me, Carrie, as we come to a close on our first podcast episode together as brother and sister? I guess we were always brother and sister whether or not we did the episode (laughs) together. But, you know, just like any questions you want to ask me on air, any embarrassing stories you want to share with anyone, like this is free range. Francis uh, shares embarrassing stories about me all the time. It's kind of our brand. <laughs> like, you know, um, this is this is your platform, bud. What do you think? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think coming in, I think coming in dry, you're not going to get much out of me. True. I did. I should preface this with. Um, this was a very last minute, like, hey, Carrie, you want to be on the podcast? And then uh, he was very nice and said, oh, okay. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so he hasn't quite had the time he might have wanted to prepare if he wanted to prepare. I don't know. But any burning questions or childhood memories or just anything about how great I am? Um, <laughs> I think some might say that that is an opinion <laughs> nice uh, an opinion i'm sure you don't share so that's okay that's quite yeah. audacious of you to claim that you're sure that i don't hold that opinion that's where i'm fishing for compliments and you're saying i am great thank you no, i'm saying i'm saying you're wrong <laughs> to assume such a thing i think that is and um, meaning that i am great see what i did there <laughs> i see you attempting to put words in my mouth unfortunately and um unsuccessfully this is how several of our conversations go and they (laughs) always end on a positive note as you can tell as the records would show certainly um but yeah i mean just you know 
anything that that comes to your mind or anything that I don't know was was I a good sister I don't know what it means to be a good sister because I feel like I don't know I grew up with a bunch of boys so I was very much a tomboy um, though you guys did always make me play the girl characters. Um, I don't know <laughs> if you recall. Who play the girl characters? Yeah, I don't know if you recall. Whenever we would play in groups, it's like, oh yeah, and, and what what should I do as girl character? Oh well, you know, you're like the mom or you're the wife. I'm like, what do they do? Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> They're you're not the cool. Woman. Yeah, exactly. You tell me. Yeah, it, it's like Chi Chi from Dragon Ball Z. What does she do? Uh, she's a bitch. So <laughs> that's her character. <laughs> Whereas, uh, you know, Gohan's like. The next coolest thing since sliced bread. So, that's my that's my life. That's who I am. Alrighty. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, thanks so much, Carrie, for for stopping by for our checking in. Uh, please be sure to subscribe. Um, both me telling Carrie directly, and then also you, the listeners, the three of you that exist um, out there. Hey there, best friends. Um, You can check out HQAF Radio on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or any other platform where you get your podcasts. Uh, You can also follow us on Instagram. Our handle is hqaf.productions. Francis actually mentioned a couple weeks ago, why do we have a username that's separate from HQAF Radio if that's what we exclusively use our Instagram for? And I said, Francis, shut up. It's too late now. We're like 30 episodes in, and that's how we've always ended our show, with that handle. It would throw people off otherwise, so... It would throw off the three listeners. The three listeners that have been there since the dawn of time. Uh, Well, anyway, in the meantime... The best ship to sail on is friendship.